Coming up this time, you'll hear how Cluffy made a marriage proposal extra special. Sam really loved that day and to, to meet him and, and he was so nice to, to us both and it's something we'll always remember. We've got a picture in the house, it's, you know, it's up on the wall, he'll, he'll always be there. That's Cluffy fan Darren Nunn who still pinches himself when he thinks about that memorable day when Brian made a special personal appearance. But before that, here's a little treat, some classic Cluffy from the archives. What I want to say very briefly, because I've been told um, to keep it down to two minutes. Now the guy who told me that must be a bloody idiot for a start. <laughs> the spectators only see 45 minutes of 90 minutes. Because the other 45 minutes, the ball is in the clouds, up in the air. And football isn't designed for that. I think the big clubs now that are running the show are the richest clubs and have been for many, many years. When I was uh, working for a living, Manchester United were the biggest club in Europe. They hated us. We had the audacity to beat them. Same with Liverpool. We knocked them out of the European Cup. They couldn't believe it. It's lovely to see so many people because you can only say hello to so many people per day. I managed to get around and say hello to the police people and that type of thing. Uh, the Police Gazette, I mean, regularly, actually. If you don't see me after half-time, it means you've, you've been bloody rubbish. And if you're not rubbish today, that'll be a change. Hello, Paul Hart here. You're listening to the Green Jumper podcast with Marcus Alton. Now, my guest today is a Cluffy fan who has a great story to tell. Darren Nunn had organised a surprise marriage proposal for his partner Sam at Nottingham Forest City Ground, but he hadn't bargained for Brian being there as well. He told me what happened. I'd um, had a word with the staff at Forest and that asked them if it would be possible to propose to my wife. I planned to propose on the scoreboards during one of the tours of the ground, you know, back in the day when you could get a tour of the ground. We arrived, Sam was feeling really ill in the morning because we were travelling from York um, and she was pregnant at the time and so she wasn't really up for it at the time. You know, no, a, no, feeling a little bit iffy. Yeah, she was feeling a little bit morning sickness. And um, to be fair, I think... It was more for me that we were going, you know, I love Forest and I just wanted to have a look around the ground and everything. And they're feeling sick that day. We were travelling down. She's saying, what the hell are we going here for? <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, but when we got there, just as we were pulling in, Mercedes of Cluffy's was there. And then I just started to get so excited. I, I couldn't speak. And I, I said, Sam, that's Brian Clough's car. And she was saying, oh, don't be silly. What would he be here? Because at the time, he'd left Forest. David Platt was the manager. And it was at that time, you know, when he never really had anything to do with Forest. But we packed up in the car park, went across to the reception, and he was there. And he was there with David Platt. And it was the time, you know, the new bronze bust. Yes. It was just about, there was um, TV cameras and everything, and they were filming him. We got to watch that firsthand and everything, and I was just no good. I was quivering wreck. <laughs> so I, I never, I never seen him before. You know, close up, and right. he, he was so nice. You know, he, he was there, so nice to all the cameramen and everything. And I just said to Sam, 
I've got my camera. I'm going to ask him if I can have a photograph. So we was waiting while it all finished, and he just said, "Hello, what are you two doing here?" <laughs> I was I, I was going to do the accent then, but I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I said, oh, "Would you mind if I had a photograph of you, Brian?" And he said, um, "Well." I don't mind having a photograph of you, but I'll have to have your lovely lady as well at the same time. Yeah. And he kind of like asked one of his um, people there if they'd take the photographs. And he took a photograph of me and him and Sam. Yeah. And then um, I said to David Platt, would you mind having a photo as well? So Brian says, yeah. And so I got one with David Platt and Brian at the same time. After that, they walked upstairs, I think, into the Jubilee rooms or somewhere like that and did an interview. And then I said to Sam, right, I think it's time we'll go to the reception and see what the lady says. So the lady gave me kind of like a wink and says, right, uh, it's not ready for you at the moment, so would you like to go and sit in the main stand? So I went out and sat in the main stand and uh, just as we sat down, the scoreboards went off and it said, Sam, I love you will you marry me? And she never even noticed him. <laughs> and so <laughs> so uh, I kind of like pointed him out and luckily she said yes. Um, and then Brian walked out and said, um, come on, you two, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing for me. <laughs> so we followed him and straight into David Platt's office. It wasn't David Platt's office, it was Brian Clough's office again. Yeah. And there was a, a bucket there with a bottle of champagne and we sat down had a bottle of champagne and talked for a while. And then after that, Brian said, um, I'd like to see the photographs. Would you mind giving, uh, I'll give you my address. Would you mind sending me a couple? So I sent the photographs to him with my address. I, well, I got them blown yeah. up to a good size. And then a couple of days later, it wasn't long at all. The photos came back, all autographed very nicely with a nice message to me and Sam. He'd realised what had happened and it was lovely. After that, my birthday, I got a birthday card from him and a Christmas card that wow. same year. So it was lovely. You'd really um, struck a chord with him there, hadn't you, that particular day? Yeah, I think he'd come back to Forest. He yeah. got to see all his old friends there, you know, the old secretary, I think, was still there. Everybody was so happy to see him and he was having a lovely day. He was talking to everybody. Uh, kissing all the ladies like he does. Well, and some of the fellas. And like the fa- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he actually called me young man, which made my life really, you know, that's, yeah. that's the thing everybody wanted. And he signed all my photos, young man as well. <laughs> and it was a fantastic day. What did Sam make of it all? Was she bemused? <laughs> <laughs> Sam was a fan of Forrest because... Yeah. Um, I had nobody to go with at one point. I used to go with the lads. They all got married off and stuff like that. And so we went through all the European uh, UEFA Cup run and everything. We went to all the games there and enjoyed ourselves. Yes. So she was getting to be a big fan. And so it was great. Yeah, Sam really loved that day. And to, to meet him, and, and he was so nice to, to us both. And it's something we'll always remember. We've got a picture in the house. It's, you know, it's up on the wall. He'll, he'll always be there. Yep, he'll always be there looking down on you, giving you some advice, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Thanks ever so much for sharing that memory, Darren. That special day, which will obviously live long in the memory. Yeah, and while I'm on, I'd just like to thank you so much for that beautiful statue. Ah. It was an amazing thing that you did there.
we all love it, Marcus, and yeah, it's all because of you. So thank you very much. Well, that's very kind of you to say, Darren, and, and thanks so much again, that the statue was definitely a team effort, and it's, it's great that it's still admired today. And thanks to you for listening. The podcast is still being downloaded around the world, which is wonderful to know. And if you'd like to get in touch with your memories, just email me. It's youngman at brianclough.com. And while you're there, here's a little taster from a future episode when I'll be talking to Colin Shields, one of Cluffy's close friends, who was one of the few people besides the players allowed to travel on the team coach. On occasions we'd get near the sea and he'd have all of them paddling in the sea in case they got injuries and slight knocks and everything and seawater did you good. So in the wind, whether it was cold or whatever, I know up in the northeast it was very cold and we'd stay up there. And here I have them paddling in the sea at 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, you enjoyed a lot of time away from football with, with Brian. What was yeah. it like um, going on holiday with him to, to Calamillor? I was a bit privileged because we'd, we'd go more handed. There'd be about 14 of us go. You know, his friends and sometimes his relatives and whatever. And Brian had an apartment in, in Kalamalaw and we used to stay, most of us used to stay in other apartments. And uh, he, he used to say to me, Carl, I've got to take the laundry out tomorrow. Are you coming with me? I'd say, yeah, of course. We used to trundle down the seafront with bags of laundry, put the laundry into the laundrette. We never fetched it back, I might add. <laughs> we took it. And they say, yeah. we've got five minutes to ourselves, Carl. Let's go and have a little chat somewhere. And we sit and talk, and he used to ask me about how I managed my men at work and what it was like, industrial relations, and, you know, and then he'd talk about general things. He'd love to talk about family, my family and his family. And uh, we got on so well. Colin Shields there. All that and more great memories coming soon when we remember the great man in the green jumper. I'm only kidding. Lovely to see you and thanks very much.